What is that lyric? Um, <laughs> what song? Ah, okay, I got it. Hey, I I should be over all the butterflies, but I'm still into you, and even on the worst nights, I'm into you, Paramore. This week on My Taste of Music is Terrible, we rank the entire Paramore discography. Let the intro music drop. Put your feet in the sand. Then back into the dance. Then go and stand for you. Find your sweetheart. This time's no fun. Welcome to Pop Pop. Beats and Pops. Songs. One and Well, guys, um, first of all, I just want to say, um, my sweatbands, your dickies, your new, no, I screwed that lyric up. Let me, let me oh. rewind that. I was very confused because I don't wear dickies. <laughs> yeah, don't, wouldn't touch those. Um, again, we'll edit all that out. It'll be one long bleep. Um, okay, so, hey, um, we can all agree that theme parks are so much more fun when the sun's outside. Yeah. 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 Um, Except so for this one time where I lost my phone to the lake beneath the Batman ride. Oh, na 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 na? That's where it ends. <laughs> That's where it ends. Um, hey, this is the first annual pop punk pizza party for My Taste of Music is Terrible. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the show this week. Can we announce our guests before we go and announce you're ourselves? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for, for being on the show. Joining us again <laughs> is Nathan Robertus. Happy to be here. Thank you, gentlemen. Or my guy, as apparently no one's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and joining us for the first I... time is Bailey. I don't remember Bailey. your last name. Bailey. Bailey. I'm sorry. Bailey. Pigment. Pigment. Pigment, yes. There you Steph. go. Thank you. Steph. Thank you. Happy to be here. I feel really underqualified, but I appreciate it. That's appreciate perfect. The advice. I don't feel like there's qualifications. There are no pop punk yeah, pizza party. I think it's just being here. I mean, yeah. you guys are all musicians, so you, I don't have any Right, but have you actually heard the podcast? Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Actually, Let, there hey, are some qualifications. There are some qualifications for being on this podcast. We have a Let's game that we want ourselves. to play this week, <laughs> and it's called Are You Even Pop Punk? Oh, no. A game by My Taste in Music is Terrible. Nathan, choose the correct ending of this sentence. No. Blink 180. Two. Okay. No, you, you can't answer. It's, it's, it's multiple choice. It's, oh, no. yeah. A, 41. B, <laughs> Blinkin Park. C, two. We'll go with C, two. All Lock right. In, Regis. Bailey, choose the correct ending of this sentence. He was a skater boy, she said. A, Fare the well, rowdy and mobile fellow. <laughs> B, later boy. And C, later boy with an 8 and B O Y. B O I. Wait, what was C again? Later boy, but spelled L 8 R B O I. I feel like that's the right answer for that question. But it, it, you said C, a later boy. Oh, no, no, C, and then. Oh, okay. Well, C, a later boy. Mm -hmm. Which one yeah, that you want. I don't know. That All right, yeah. Nathan. Correct. My best friends in the front seat. My blank in the back. A dog. B pizzas. C parole officer. 
Actually, no, the other one. I, for, I thought this was Rebecca Black when you were first saying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rebecca Black is it not be. pop punk. <laughs> uh, would you like to phone a friend? I would like to phone a friend. All right, who are you phoning? I'm going to phone Tanner Canning. Okay. Do I have? Do you want me to actually phone you? No, just Aunt Tanner Tanner. Tanner. Tanner, hey. Tell him <clears> one <throat> of got... them that it's not. Hey, I'm busy right now. Bro, I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck in a tube slide again. Hey, look. It's, um, listen. My friends are in the front seat. Uh-huh. My pizza's in the back. Okay. All right, thanks, boy. I, I pre- thanks, my guy. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, I phoned my friend. And? Can you run those options by me again? All right, A, dog, uh-huh. B, pizzas, uh-huh. C, parole officer. I'm going to go with B, pizzas. Is that your final That's answer? That's my final answer. All right. Bailey, <laughs> the All-American Rejects breakout hit from 2001 is titled A, Sandbox, Sandbox, B, Swing, Swing, C, Slide, Slide, or D, that spinning circle thing with the rails, that spinny circle thing with the rails. <laughs> I don't know this one. Uh, I'm gonna say A. Sandbox, sandbox. That sounds right to me. Is it correct? I, uh, <laughs> not technically, but. Okay, see, <laughs> Who wrote these I questions? You wrote these questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it is swing, swing. No. Okay. All right, what Nathan. Yes, I know that's like one All American Rejects album. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the sentence. I hate my blank. A, current dental plan. B, society's bend toward tribalism, which is per- perpetuated by social media. Or C, hometown. I'm going to go with C, hometown. Right. Bailey, the central theme of literary classic Wuthering Heights is... <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> do you want me to take over? I actually, I, I I'll do it. Can you do yeah, it? I, do it. I, I looked at it and I can't. No, no, no. I, read the first one. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. No. Do it. A, the wayside or Toman Meyer already deep the voices in my head. B, Dookie. Do, just slow it down. Sound it out. No! Slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. You try it. <laughs> There's okay. too many whys. <laughs> I'm literally crying. Okay, okay. <clears throat> do waste your time on... May <laughs> you're already de- the voices in my head. Oh, oh okay, okay. Okay, and then B, <laughs> Dookie. C, an exploration of a variety of kinds of love. Loves on display in the novel include Heathcliff and Catherine's all-consuming passion for each other, which, while noble in its purity, is also terribly destructive and pretty punk pop punk of them. While in contrast, the love between Catherine and Edgar is proper and civilized rather than passionate, which is not as pop-punk. I'm going to go with C. <laughs> but A was so much fun. That's a good call. Always pick uh, the longest answer. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm sure that our listeners at home are bereaved at the fact that there are one, two, three, four, five, five voices, not six. That last voice belongs to our good friend Jonathan Crouch. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment of silence. Yeah. But now we're going to sing together <laughs> a, a wonderful song in his memory? Honor? No, honor. honor. Memories. He's honor. not dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's dead to me. 
You just told the type right. nine One, that he's two, dead. Three, four. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Wake up. Wake me up and save me. Save me from myself. Yeah, we love you, John. That was all for you. Evanescence is his favorite band. And that's where, <laughs> unironically, that's and that's where everybody yeah, shut this off. Yeah, I was gonna say that's where everyone stops listening to this episode. <laughs> that's where you um, get monetized. That's, <laughs> where, no, that's why we changed oh, the that lyrics. Might actually, okay. Yeah, that might actually be a real thing. Right. <laughs> oh well, we um, made like five dollars on this whole podcast anyway. You made money on your podcast? Yeah. 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 Five whole dollars. Dang, I'm not dang. entirely sure how to get it like off of my anchor account <laughs> okay. and into a bank account, but we, we <laughs> there is it. money on there. Speaking of which, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. <clears throat> no. No, it is, <laughs> it is definitely not. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Little Caesars. Well, Unless, of course, you're listening on Audible, then it's kind of... Is this on Audible? It's literally Audible, could be brought to you. Yeah. It's on everything. Wow. Dude. Dude, we're, we um, have so much coverage. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. Do really we have a, uh, a question to ask our guests? Or did you not? Oh my gosh! No, there were like six. I do. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we have, just, another... we have a tradition. Oh. So Nathan's already seen this before. And please unfold that. Please. Read yeah, it look and at both answer. Sides. It's really look important. at both sides. Have I seen? There, does it matter which side first? Uh, look at the other side first. Look at the other side yeah, first. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and read it out loud, please. Yeah. Brianna. What's Gerard weighing on your heart? <laughs> so what's Michael? Gerard weighing on your heart? <laughs> Am I supposed to answer that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a rhetorical question. <laughs> uh, just a lot of angst, I guess. Mm. That's all I can How about you, Nathan? What is Gerard Wayne? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. If you would kindly please fold it up. And oh, it my gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Nathan, if you would unfold that and look at both sides, then you would not please. Thank you. What's Gerard weighing in your heart is what this particular note says. <laughs> I think what's weighing in my heart... It, Gerard weighing on my heart is the yeah, fact that right. the only funny thing about this joke is that you keep insisting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else about it is funny, but it's become very funny in that right. So <laughs> that's really it's, Gerard weighing on my it's heart. It's literally a segment now. I know. I know. And I, I lost <laughs> one of my pictures of him. Okay. So I just drew a stick figure. Oh. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, it's Josh. He was like, why don't you print like Why don't you print off a picture? And I was like, do you, Have you been on the show? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Um, I feel like you should. We need a big poster for you, though. No, but it's a podcast, and so no one can see. Oh, well, for just for him. So, yeah, you know. Um, so we'll go back in my wallet. So we can I genuinely thought about burning it, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then we like to um, change another question after that. <clears throat> where we'll all go in a circle and answer this one. Okay. So we'll stop singling you guys out now. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is, what's Gerard weighing on your ears other than Paramore? So, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. other words, what, what have you been listening to? And <laughs> real quick, I do want to say that the genesis of that joke was the VeggieTales episode. It was. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, I got in on the ground yeah. floor of that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I am honored. Yeah. You, you better be... <laughs> Um, I'll start. What's Gerard weighing on my ears? 
is um, on the way over here. I started listening to Charmer's first album because I had not he yet heard it, but their second album is amazing, and their first album is so far okay. <laughs> All right. If they have a song about Topanga Lawrence mm -hmm. from uh, Boy Meets World, mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also noticed they like a lot of their songs seem to have like some sort of pop culture reference at some point. Mm -hmm. Like like there's one called Nurse Joy, and I'm just gonna assume that's about the nurse from Pokemon. And if it's yeah, I mean Wolf Fang Fist is about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So cool. What has been Gerard weighing on my ears? Besides Paramore, the uh <laughs> There's this page that I follow on Instagram, and they did this, like, poll where they gave nine albums to choose from uh, that were, like, Christian metalcore albums and told you to pick three that would be, like, if these were the last three albums on Earth and this was all you could listen to the rest of your life, which three would you choose? And it, one album, I just sent it to, like, everybody... And we'll put it on the and podcast. Yeah, put it on the podcast story. Uh, one of the albums that came up a couple of times was by Dead Poetic, and I have actually never listened to Dead Poetic, so I listened to some Dead Poetic. This Ooh. Last there it is. <laughs> Everyone on the podcast, take a look at TK's Dead Poetic <laughs> visual visual reference. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked it. That's, a, that's also very good. A, uh, yeah. yeah. A, Tradition is that TK a TK brings, brings visual aids. <laughs> I had a conspiracy wall, like that whole thing was covered in sticky notes and yeah. red. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that picture. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and excellent. It was amazing. Took me two days. <laughs> That's actually impressive <laughs> that it was that quick. What has uh, been Gerard weighing on your ears today, Tanner? Um, well, I already went. Tanner Canning. I think I didn't go. Oh. I already was. He called you but, but he knew me Sorry, first. TK. I hate it when we fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Tiger's Josh should just sponsor this show because I always talk about them. But um, there's no visual representation. Uh, they're just so good. And today I did a little, or that's not true. A few days ago I did a little bit of digging. Thank you! Here. There you go. You can hand it over. Did a little bit of digging and found out that the lead singer's two favorite bands are Paramore and Death Cab for Cutie. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And also, she is your doppelganger. Really? It is insane. Heard that a lot. I get that all the time, but it's never been the same person twice. There's just a lot of me out there, I think. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's hard to depend on anybody then. Okay, so yeah, go listen to some Tiger Show. Very good. All right. Thank you for sharing. Show and tell with TK. What? What? I said show and tell with TK. Yeah, here. All right, Bailey, what has been Gerard weighing on your well, ears? I don't have any visual aids for the listeners, That's but okay. um, <laughs> I, in the summer, I listen to a lot of kind of more country stuff. For some reason, the sunshine just brings it out, but... Uh, I know Camp and Coulter Wall and Mandolin Orange a lot. But Love then, Mandolin Orange. I know, they're great. But uh, but then listening to so much Paramore, I kind of got on a tangent of listening to a lot of Haley Williams' new stuff, her like, mm -hmm. singles, or mm -hmm. her, uh, her solo, yeah, solo stuff. stuff. Mm -hmm. So 
that has been pretty cool too. I listened to a little bit of that myself. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's been Gerard weighing on your ears? (laughs) It has Gerard weighing. It has been. Ah, I screwed that up. It has been Gerard. You're in good company, honestly. Yeah, more people have screwed that up than you. And every, I want to say it my has favorite Gerard is, weighed. My favorite is, is it, really it has sense. been it has Gerard been weighing on my ears. Is what, I don't remember who said that. Someone <laughs> it did. It has been weighing we, Gerard. We threw them out immediately. We don't even remember. We, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't even know who it was. Yeah. We just got rid of them right away. Yeah. Nathan. Yeah, so what's been Gerard weighing on my ears is I'm okay, so full disclosure, while I love pop punk, it does not Really, it's not the majority of what I listen to, which I think this is a safe space for me to express this. Right. <laughs> but I'm hey, a bit you're of a... at a literal pop punk pizza party. <laughs> it it is literally that. I, I'm sorry. I uh, I, I did do my. I will say I have a seven page document on my laptop about pop punk, so I feel like that's <laughs> my 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 means of entrance. But I I'm a bit of a soundtrack nerd, so I've been listening to the Tenet soundtrack. Um, I, I listen to music while I work, and if it has lyrics, I tend to type the lyrics, so I don't <laughs> like listening to things with lyrics. Also, Annihilation, that has a really nice. good soundtrack. Um, and also, the soundtrack for the TV show Invincible is very good. Like, Have you watched the show? Shockingly good. The show is very, very, very good. And the soundtrack is possibly even better. So, Tanner, have you seen the show? Not yet. It's very good. It's on my it, list. It's got... Uh, it's got Battle tapes, Cage the Elephant, The Hives. What? Like, what? I love The Hives. Labyrinth. I love Cage the Elephant. Yeah, dude, it's totally worth listening. Like, I feel like half their budget went to voice talent and the soundtrack, but it's it's amazing. I highly recommend it. So anyway, so cool. Those those three soundtracks have been good, as well as like the Baby Driver soundtrack. That's I'm always listening oh, to I that. Love that. It's very very good. So I just got that in on vinyl finally. Oh no way! Um, so yeah, Th- there's some really cool variants to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, okay, if I can throw someone under the bus, uh, Source Vinyl, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but if you do, run away, because I ordered a bunch of stuff from them, but I combined pre-orders, like stuff that hadn't been out yet, versus yeah. stuff that was in stock, mm-hmm. including uh, the 303, or not 303, but the M83 Hurry Up We're Dreaming album, which is one of my favorites. So good. And then... I waited six months, and then I was like, oh, wait, I ordered something from them. And then I emailed them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get that shipped out right away. And then they shipped out my order, which was like six albums, and there was only one in the shipment. And I emailed them and said, hey, I'm missing like five albums. I'm like, oh, we'll take care of it. And then a day later, I get an email that says, we refunded you for the other albums. (laughs) And I cannot find that M83 album anywhere in stock anymore. So I'm very upset with them. But they did actually come through for me again six months later, and they got me my... But this time, it was another, like, six-album order, and I can't. I tried to cancel it, and then they were like, oh, whoops, we shipped it out, and they shipped it out the next day, and it had everything in it, so they're, they seem kind of scummy, but they did give me my Baby Driver soundtrack. Is it so. SRC or Source? SRC Vinyl. Yeah. SRC Vinyl. Yeah, which, are, yeah, that, I guess in programming, you always abbreviate Source as SRC, so I just assume that's what it stands for, but I right. don't really know. SRC Vinyl, they, maybe stay away from them. Their, like, actual um, repressings are incredible, though. Are they? Like, I have a... Here. Visual aid. <laughs> uh, oh, he's getting that. Oh, he's getting that. He's got it. Like, a Blink-182, Dude Ranch. Okay. Like, the album that taught me how to play music. Yeah. It, uh... Like, that pressing is incredible. Like, even... Take out the, the record. It's in, like, those clear sleeves. Whoa. It's awesome. That is pretty awesome. So, the things that they do themselves are... 
high quality, really great. I sure. wouldn't maybe trust them with anything else. Yeah, I feel like their logistics is where they, yeah. they run into issues. Yeah. But um, fair enough. Is this the same place that how you ended up with two copies of Brand New Eyes? It is indeed. Oh. Well, yeah, and actually one of them was, I, I, I just assumed I wouldn't get it, and so I ordered it from Amazon, and then I tried to return it, and Amazon was like, nah. Just keep it, which never happened <laughs> to me before. And I was like, it happens sometimes. All yeah. right, they refunded you and said mm-hmm. keep it. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, just keep it. So I'm like, hey, let's do a giveaway, but within the members of the. Of let's the uh, yeah, let's <laughs> see who won. Okay, we're gonna see who won, but I want Josh to do it. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I can't look. Did you vote, Bailey? No, I don't have Instagram anymore. Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't either, so we can be Instagram works. We are. Find the poll from the story. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go to your. <laughs> you know how Instagram quiz. Works. You have to go to the the profile. Yeah. And then it should be in the archive, I think. For context, okay. for anyone listening who doesn't know, I had an extra copy of Brand New Eyes by Paramore, which was a huge amount of serendipity, really, because it just so happened to be the band we were talking about this week. It's crazy. And uh, and so I decided, I thought we could do a giveaway, and then the two Tanners, neither of them have this on vinyl, so right. we put up an Instagram poll to see what the public, who the public thinks deserves it more. So Right. All right. I know who the winner is. Should I say by how much? Ooh, yes. Yeah. In a landslide, <laughs> 79% Ooh. of voters chose Tanner Ramey. Oh. Nice! Congratulations. I'm glad. You know what? I knew that would happen, but I was going to... Well, here's, I. you should have shared it to your story also. I think it's part of... I was, I was... I didn't even vote because I didn't even see it because I'm a dirtbag and I wasn't on Instagram at all. <laughs> yeah, I was like making beds. All day. Hmm. That makes sense. Well, I'd just like to thank um, SRC Vinyl mm-hmm. and Nathan Robertus and the Academy. And well, Amazon. Jeff Bezos. And you did Jeff it, Bezos. Man. Thank you, Bezos. <laughs> you did it. We love you. You paid me more in vinyl than you did in taxes, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, Jeff Bezos, right into the pod. <laughs> we haven't even said that yet this episode. We said that. Friend of the show, friend really. Friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Where do you think we got our microphone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, we should start talking about Paramore. Yeah, yeah we should. Um, <clears throat> first exposure? First exposure. First exposure! That's the sting. Oh. I just made it right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's going first? We need Josh to is just like, all right, right now. I'm, I'm the one that just drives. He's it. our efficiency czar. Yeah. <laughs> then we talk about it, and then it makes it less efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's going first though? Right. We don't usually make guests go. I'll first. just go. Okay. Good. Yeah. TK, you go first. Um, I don't know why I'm looking at my notes. I can just tell you. Yeah. Um, uh, I read about Paramore in AP Magazine. Did anybody read AP Magazine? Sometimes. <clears throat> it was okay. Advanced placement, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight, <laughs> yeah. Because school. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My studies. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I, I read about them in AP. They were saying that they were a big deal. I was kind of like, oh, whatever. Um, and then I saw the music video for Misery Business and was just blown away and was instantly in. Like after I saw that. On Fuse. There you go. Nice. And now we'll go in a circle mm-hmm. clockwise for the okay. rest of the podcast. Um, actually, so I got into Paramore in like 7th or 8th eighth, eighth grade? 7th grade? I don't know. 
but uh, my cousin, older cousin, she's like two years older, I thought she was the coolest person ever, and she loved Paramore, and she was always who I like got my music from, because she was cool. And so uh, I remember she's the one that, I think she like made me a, di a burned disc of a bunch of different music, and Paramore's on there, and I just I fell in love. And then I lime-wired all the songs of theirs that I could. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I remember, it was so weird listening to some of these albums, because I just vividly remember listening to them on my, like, iPod, or, yeah, iPod Mini, you know, it's like the yeah. second one. Oh, it wasn't yeah. color yet, yep. but it was, like, green. And, uh, yeah, I just, I had a, a big thing for Paramore up until about 10th grade, so, yeah. So what you're saying is you're no longer a fan. I'm a fan again, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'm just saying, like, the real, the real, like, Passion mm. is about seventh and Right. Okay. That's fair. Fair enough. That's uh, pretty episode, long, By the way, I forgot to mention this episode is sponsored by LimeWire. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Right. We can come back. Premium streaming service. <laughs> are they really? Are Nobody who listens to this podcast is going to know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah we, we are all LimeWire years old. Yes. Let's <laughs> see what that is. Okay. So for me, I was. Okay. I was a very sheltered homeschooled child uh, oh, so I did aw. not listen to really anything other than like 99.1 like Christian contemporary <laughs> until um, when I was in 8th grade we got a Playstation 2 and we got Rock Band 1 and 2 because we managed to convince my parents that was a good way for us to learn how to play instruments which it isn't really but kind of <laughs> is um, really not. taught me how to play drums it, that, that's the thing, drums, yes guitar, absolutely not, but no. all that to say, I was fascinated <laughs> with the game and I remember going online and watching a video on how they did the mocap for like the virtual lead singer and Haley Williams was the one that they did mocap of for Rock Band and Rock Band 2 um, because they they felt like she was just like a very energetic, like great stage presence, and I was like, okay, who is this band? And then that was like the year before I started playing drums. So like I found out about them, and then when I started playing drums, that it was like Paramore music that I always wanted to play. So like Misery Business was a song that I is still to this day like a go-to, like a warm-up song. Don't tell anyone in my church that if I'm warming up on stage, I'm probably <laughs> playing Misery Business. Um, but yeah, no, they're just and and yeah. Throughout the years, they've always produced music that I thought was really fun to play drums to, uh, even as it's changed. Like, it's very different than it used to be, but it's still fun. So, um, yeah, but but yeah, a YouTube video on how they did the mocap for Rock Band is how I found out about Paramore. Which nice. <laughs> this might be a good time to mention this. We probably will talk about touring musician, musicians a couple times a night, mm -hmm. but guess who toured for Paramore on drums? None other but Aaron Gillespie from 2013 to 2017. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, thought, I saw it today, and I was, I was like, wow, that's pretty Yeah, I, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. But anyway. That crazy ginger. <laughs> hey, he's got a huge head. Oh. Aaron Gillespie? He, his yeah. head is ginormous. He has, like, two keys now on his neck. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Um, my first exposure to Paramore, I honestly could not tell you. I, I feel like they've just always been there, even though their first album came out when I was 11. So... Like Skillet. <clears throat> Except I wasn't 11 when Skillet first album came out. <laughs> it just I was existed. like three <laughs> when Skillet's first album came out. Because you were three in 96? I was three in 97. I was born in 94. He's a youngin. I was going to say, young kid. You, your math sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 96 what? is when the first album came out. 
We we just did uh, a whole thing. My map is fine. The day, the year that the first skill album came out is what was wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> right into the pod. Let's, uh, let's John Cooper, right into the pod. Yeah, John, know we that. know you're listening. Um, yeah, we so can, we can hear you. <laughs> I think the first song that I remember ever hearing from Paramore though was "That's What You Get." Mm, nice. Um, but I have no idea when the first exposure was. It's a good youth group pop song. Same thing. I have no idea when the first time I heard Paramore was. Um, and actually, I had never listened to any of their albums all the way through until, like, the beginning of last week. Mm. Oh, no way. Yep. Whoa. Cool. So, um, I'd, I mean, I'd heard songs from two, maybe three of the albums mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. but other than that, I hadn't really uh, listened to them. It was kind of fun reading up on them and how young they were when they started and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I guess we'll get into it. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Does it please you, Josh? It pleases me. Does it please the court? It pleases me greatly. <laughs> all right. Um, my number five Paramore album is All We Know Is Falling. And here's the note that I wrote down for the first track I wrote (laughs) Um, because it is so slow and I feel like if it were just like two three BPMs faster it would be a way better song Mm. because it just Mm -hmm. drags a little bit Um, I don't really understand the song Conspiracy it makes me feel weird and therefore I don't like it on to positive things pressure and emergency are just bops Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wrote down whoa has me like whoa this is a great <laughs> song um, yeah Franklin is the most emo Paramore song mm-hmm. um, it reminds me a little bit of like Jimmy Eat World or Further Seems Forever mm-hmm. and this is just a, an idea so Jim Atkins from Jimmy Eat World plays this very specific like kind of Telecaster that uh, Josh Farrell also plays mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's somehow a connection or an influence um, Josh why don't you write in and let us know my taste's mu- music is terrible at gmail.com <laughs> yep Josh Farrell right into the band or the yeah, podcast we're... right into the podcast right into the, the pod they probably wouldn't like that <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, I think that my heart is just kind of a cute little worship song and I bought this album at PacSun, mm. Whoa, and, still which is still around, but it I bought is? it at PacSun yeah, in dude. Bozeman, and then immediately went home and mowed the lawn and listened to it. Nice. So, all around pretty good. I, I just think that it's, let's be honest, for in, like the first album for a band, you could do so much worse. Yes. And I like this debut album a lot more than a lot of basically more than every Skillet album more than every <laughs> Super Chick album um, yeah like you could do so much worse for this to be the worst album mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing pretty good Yeah. and they were like little little Beebens when they wrote this and put they it out just tiny babies they were tiny mm-hmm. what, like tiny 14, infants right? 
14 she or 15, was, no. She was 14 when she was discovered. By the time the album came out, she was 16. Okay. Yeah, but just, the Pharaohs would have been 14 and 12. Right. So I think that it... it, it it's just really good. It, it, I feel like all of my things that I'm going to say that are negative about these albums are just going to be like small nitpicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just... Because, like, full disclosure, I, I think all of us really like Paramore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, this This is um, this is not Skillet. I have to, like, keep telling myself, like, this is not <laughs> past Skillet. It's over. I know. I was thinking when you were like, I still like this better than any Skillet album, any Super Chick album. I'm like, man, you're still not setting the bar that high. I know. I was like, here's, here's the bar, my guy. I like it more than every Train album, more than every Frey album, more than every Matchbox 20 album. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. My turn? Baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, I feel like this might be an unpopular opinion. And I want to preface this by saying my music appreciation is probably different than you guys. I don't know anything about music. I grew up dancing, so a lot of my music appreciation is based on, like, kind of feeling the music mm-hmm. and specifically, like, emotional reaction to music. So a lot of my, like what I liked in listening to these was based in, um, like, memory and, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, nostalgia. And mm-hmm. so I would say Brand New Eyes was five because that was about right when, not that it wasn't great, but that was about right when I stopped listening to it, so I don't know that album as well. Mm-hmm. And then I got back into it, like, around the self-titled and stuff, and so it was just, like, one that I missed. And mm-hmm. so even going back and listening to it, it just doesn't have the same, like... Mm-hmm emotional impact mm. for me as the other four so not that it's not a great album not that musically it doesn't have a lot of merit but listening to it I didn't enjoy listening to it as much as I did the other four mm-hmm. so. but four to go off five. of what you're saying like I had to be more objective with this because I would have just been nostalgic see mm-hmm. and I am not at all objective so I'm going to say this is totally yeah, based on my yeah, right. like yeah, we go in between. All of us have had weeks where we're like totally we rank them based off of nostalgia, and then there are weeks where we ba- rank them off of everything from production to mm-hmm. guitars to riffs mm-hmm. and yeah. lyrics. So it, right. it's it's highly variable. And that's like the fun thing about all of this too is like all of us bring a really different perspective to the table. Yeah. So yeah, and especially like being in dance too, because that is such a different way to look at music. Like mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you said that, which I kind of had a similar experience, but where Riot was the album that I first heard from Paramore, and I actually had never listened to All We Know Is Falling until last week. So Whoa. it was like this bizarre experience of like, I I, I kind of recognize, it's like Uncanny Valley, I kind of recognize this, like I, I, I can tell it's Paramore, <laughs> but I, I'm completely unfamiliar with the and, material. And something in the back of your brain is like, run away. It's like, <laughs> run yeah. away, you might die. <laughs> yeah, so my number five would be All We Know Is Falling, just for that reason. And I think also production, like, so I think you tend to hone in, TK, a little bit more on, like, the lyrics or the message or what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I am, like, I'll often just completely ignore that uh, mm-hmm. and just focus more really on the drums than anything, but a lot of times the instrumentation. And my main capitalized note for this album was, please tune your snare drum. It sounds so bad. The snare on this album <laughs> is awful. Um, having said That's that, awesome. it's <laughs> not that bad of an album. And like you were saying, like for a debut album, it could be so much worse. But you can really tell how young they are, like when they when they made this album. 
Oh, oh, we gotta wait for MacBook. Okay, all right. But like, yeah. So going through a couple of the songs, like, um, I do agree. Like, Pressure is is a good track. Never let me go or Never let this go was actually my favorite track off the album because like the intro was a little bit math rocky, which I really liked. It was just kind of like this oh, interesting even like up on that. riff that was it was like I don't know. Anytime Paramore just does something purely instrumental, it's I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's often the Haley show, which it kind of always has been. But, like, whenever she just steps back and lets the band do something, it's always very interesting. But Emergency actually really didn't like because they're trying to do this thing where they make their guitars kind of look like alarms or, like, sirens. And I think they did a really bad job of it. And I, I remember there's a song called Cops My Need to Breathe that's off, like, a B-side that, like, almost no one I have ever talked to has heard it before. But it's really good, and they've... They do a really good job of making their guitar sound like a siren. Um, so, I, yeah, I just, like, in my mind, the juxtaposition, I was like, uh, I'd much rather listen to Cops than Emergency if you're trying to make your guitar sound like an alarm. But um, you might be the first person I've ever met that knows more about Need to Breathe than me because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm a huge Need to Breathe fan. <laughs> I love them. So. And I, I have been listening because that came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to that upwards of like 13 years never put that together that they were trying to make make it sound like a yeah if you go back and listen to it it kind of sounds like yeah they're kind of like making an alarm sound and it's I don't know it's fine but yeah Conspiracy <laughs> I was like ah I just wrote a bit of a bummer and <laughs> I was like what is this but, it's like why are people talking bad about me and I'm just like I don't care right <laughs> but I do like Franklin and I like, like the like yeah. the duet echo thing going on I thought that was neat sorry what was that oh, I was just gonna say on that note about the song Conspiracy, mm-hmm. it's kind of like having a conversation with a high schooler about their problems. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, because they're all in high school. <laughs> right. Yeah, they are all in high school. Right. Yeah, and I just think middle back, school. Like, if I was, like, 15 and you <laughs> said, sit down and write and record an album, I would have made some nonsense. And so, like, oh, the yeah. fact that it was, like, this mature, I don't know how much studio influence there was on, like, what they were writing and how they were tracking it, but, like, very good. So I totally I mean, understand why a scout would hear this type of music and be like, we're signing them, you know, mm-hmm. or signing Haley, I guess. Right. One <laughs> day, the, the footage of the album we did make when we were 15 <laughs> oh, no. will leak. I do have that, yes. <laughs> and it is horrendous. <laughs> There's an accordion involved and a treadmill. <laughs> and a treadmill. It's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Wow. Is the treadmill part of the music? You know, Walter made it part of the music, but it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. Who is Walter? Walter Funk. Okay. <laughs> he, um, yeah. <laughs> He's a guy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But Valley Center is a bop. I maintain oh, yeah. to this day. It's a great song. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So not my number five. All we know is falling. Also, I have little stats on these. This one didn't do very well in the mm-hmm. U.S., but U.K. charts, it debuted at number four. So mm-hmm. wow. they yeah. got picked up in the U.K. pretty quick. But July 26, 2005, when this so came out. part of the reason... It didn't do very well in the U.S. I was reading about this either today or yesterday. I guess basically their manager was like, no, 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 you should just like promote this solely from word of mouth. Hmm. And that's how they released their debut album. Wow. And so, yeah, it didn't do that well in the U.S. <laughs> but it did better uh, than it, you could expect. I better guess. than you would expect from that, yes. But mm-hmm. huh. um, <laughs> I guess that was initially how they... Uh, that's a... Pro- okay. That surprises me, though, that it wouldn't explode because Fueled by Ramen, which was started by Less Than Jake, yep. which makes no sense, it, it, at that time was a powerhouse. Fall a boy from under the cork tree, mm-hmm. right? Gym Class Heroes. Yep. Uh, uh, Dashboard was on them. Jimmy. J- 
dashboard wasn't on them until 18. Oh, 2018. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, Jimmy World did have stuff on there. Yellow Card did have stuff on there. But, like, really, uh, like, big ones, like Cobra Starship. Yep. Like, in that yeah. vein. Um, or, uh, like, Panic of the Disco. That was the right. big one. Yeah. Oh, so I'm surprised yeah. that they, like, just, like, riding those coattails, you know, didn't explode. Yeah. I did read that they were specifically signed to Fuel by Ramen even though Atlantic was the one trying to pick up because the Because Atlantic didn't want to associate with them directly right, right away because they weren't sure how they were going to pan out. Right, and they wanted them to look more like an indie band, not like a, we're signed to Atlantic band. Yeah. So they put them on Field by well, Robert. Hey, was signed to Atlantic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good video, by the way, that TK sent out. I'm just yeah. Like, I forgot to watch it. It's, oh, it was no. great. Dude, I'll it's, have to watch it. he's awesome. Um, yeah, now Field by Robin is called The Label Where Bands Go to Die. <laughs> like Dashboard. Like Dashboard. Um, They're dead to me now. So, my number five is After Laughter. Um, I'm going to throw a punch at you. <laughs> I, I was expecting that. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I love all five of these albums. So, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not in any way saying it's a bad album. Um, however... So I, I'm, I'm being a little bit subjective with my ranking rather than objective um, because this album basically made it to the bottom of my list because it's the album that I would go back to listen to the least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I think, oh, I want to listen to Paramore, I'm not grabbing After Laughter. Um, and I am all for bands being creative and branching out their style and everything. Um, it's just, I think because this one is so different from what I would associate with Paramore, it's the one that I listen to the least. Um... I don't have that much bad to say about it, um, other than one thing I will say is it's it's the first album since All We Know Is Falling without Jeremy Davis on bass, and I could just listen to Jeremy Davis play the bass all day long, forever, because he's amazing. Um, thanks. Um, <clears throat> that being said, though, Fake Happy is one of my absolute favorite Paramore songs mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's so good um, I also really like the vocal modulation in Told You So yeah. in the mm-hmm. verses it sounds like really really cool it. it's yeah. so good and um, and Idol Worship I really like because it sounds weird with the la la's and everything yep mm-hmm. um, but yeah and if there is one thing that I I think I would say that's I guess negative about it is that I feel like lyrically it's just not really as strong as a lot of their other stuff um, some of the lyrics to me just sound really cheesy and like I've never liked the song Rose Color Boy because of the just because of the line that says low key no pressure just hang with me in my weather mm-hmm. I'm like that's a stupid lyric it sounds like an Apple and Levine lyric it ruins the whole song for me I'm like I just can't I, it, it annoys me so yeah um, they, it's, it's a drink of the water type thing where it's like I could easily fix that yeah and mm-hmm. make it better mm-hmm. yeah like just think about it mhm Anyway, uh, say about it. my number five out. Actually, before I start that, I want two things. What if Paramore went was metalcore instead? I think I know what you're gonna say. Maybe. Oh, you think I'm going to say? We get a taste of it in All We Know Is Falling, and I'll get to that later. But. I just I'm I'm the metal guy in here and I I think that would be would have been awesome. 
Um, it also probably would have sounded a lot like uh, Firefly or... <laughs> but um, also... Flyleaf. Yeah, like Flyleaf. Um, also, I think it's interesting. You talked about it being the Haley show. Mm-hmm. And while I do agree with that in some respect, I think that you cannot give the Farrell brothers... You can't give them too much credit, I think. Um, so when Atlantic discovered Haley, they just wanted her to be a soul artist. They wanted to turn her into a pop princess. They wanted her to be Kelly Clarkson. Um, that was what they they wanted. Um, and she, at 14 years old, was like, I want to sing with a band. And they listened to her, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of weird. And then... The band she picked was a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old, and the, the producer, he's like, yeah, the first time I sat down, I was like, this is not going to go good. And then he was like, I was blown out of the water the first day of practice. Mm-hmm. These guys are good. Um, but uh, you, you, Paramore would not be who Paramore is today without the Farrah Brothers. Yep. Um, I, we talked about her solo stuff. I personally don't like her solo stuff at all, and that's what we would have had. And it, I just don't think it's nearly as good. Um, I don't think that the world would care about Haley Williams if it wasn't for the Farrow Brothers. Hmm. Anyway, uh, my number five is After Laughter. Um, I came into this, you know, I hadn't listened to any of the albums all the way through. Um, and it, I, it, it's... I don't like the sound as much. It's definitely different from the earlier stuff. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, as we've talked about with other albums, other bands, but um, I just don't like the sound as much. I do like Idol Worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a, an interesting song. Um, there, there's nothing in this album that I hate, but it's just not the music that I would listen to. Um, and yeah, that's it's number five for me. I probably I probably won't listen to this album again. Actually, <clears throat> I wouldn't go that far. Well, it's just not my music, but, so yeah, I wouldn't no. listen to this album. I would probably listen to the other albums again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't listen to this album again. Well, but, let me just say too, the production quality on it is so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 There are definitely things we know like these about things. this album, but there you guys are missing a huge key in this album. It's such a big deal. Okay. And we'll talk about it. Okay. So just be nice. I was being nice. <laughs> Actually, that was really nice. Because um, I don't think either of us yeah, trash my, my My first note... No, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. Um, okay, my number... I almost said number six. I'm not counting up. My number four Paramore album is Paramore. Which actually, this album is pronounced Paramore. Um, but... <laughs> it's an album that had me asking the question, oh, this is still this going, is huh? Poor thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, no, what? Uh, it's an album that had me asking the question, oh, this is still going, huh? Because it's just... It, like 17 tracks. There is one... I'm sorry, but there is one album that deserves to be 17 songs long, and that is The Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek. we all had to really think about that yeah that was I was like did I say something insane okay because this is a real NAK podcast 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm this is the official podcast of Reliant K. <laughs> I, I, I like how you said vamp on that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's have an unrelated conversation. So I think it. you're right. It does deserve to have 17 tracks. However, some of those tracks go on for too long. Well, on we'll anatomy, talk about that. On Anatomy of Tongue and Cheek, not Paramore. Oh. Is what I was talking about. Okay. There's some song on Anatomy of Tongue Cheek. There are songs where I'm like, why did you repeat the chorus three times at the end? Mm. Like, why? Yeah, but then there's Breakfast at Timpanies, and it's like, this is art. Right. This is art. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's, it had me asking that question. Oh, this is still going. So it's an album. So this is Jonathan Crouch's quote. He said, this album has no idea what it's doing. And that's true because I feel like. All, none of the songs make sense together. It's just like a, they're kind of like, we're going to throw it all at the wall. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't even see what stuck. Mm. Um, that being said, there are three songs that I love. Ain't It Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't, with the hard T. Ain't It Fun. Still Into You, and then Ankle Biters. Mm. Whoa, interesting. Are, I think that they're, like, this album is like the perfect balance of uh, electronic pop. And then pop punk influences mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um still into you is so cute i might die it's a wrote I, a note i wrote down it's very fun even though this album is a mess it reminds me of willie's wonderland <laughs> but only that still made more sense than this album wow yeah that is a claim. i just said that uh <laughs> i just said it so i Here's the here's the thing. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Cut the interludes. Cut the ukulele uh-huh. interludes. Except for the first, the one, first one, that made the most sense. Yeah. In the album, if you cut the other ones, better album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I did think the ukulele was a little weird. It it was weird. And like was, ukulele at twenty thirteen in in twenty thirteen the ukulele was so done. It sounded like. Jack Johnson wannabe for a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you know what band did the ukulele really well that they might have been trying to channel. Hello goodbye. Mm-hmm. See, in my mind, I felt like the whole ukulele stuff was them making fun of like the YouTube ukulele crowd or like the Instagram ukulele crowd, right? But then they were just putting such brutal lyrics yeah. with the ukulele that it made me laugh every time. Well, that's, the first one is the one that's like really brutal. The lyrics. third one is pretty brutal, the too. Third, yeah, but the true. middle one, I, in fact, I have a note, get this out of here, is what I wrote for that one. But the first two, I thought they were, I thought they were targeting the YouTube crowd. Because, like, 2013, I feel like it was, like, a heyday for YouTube ukulele covers. Actually, that, that kind of makes sense. I don't know. Well, they do a lot with juxtaposition, I feel mm-hmm. like. So that makes sense for them. Yeah. I... Honestly, I think the main reason is it was something creative that they were like, we could try this. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that this album, because it's, again, the first album without the Farr Brothers, they were a little bit like, I, if I could, and I, I don't know if this is true, I could have researched this, but no. Um, I think that as a band, they were like, okay, cool, we don't have like our main like music songwriting source. What the heck are we going to do? And then they just wrote a bunch of songs and then they were like let's narrow it down to 17 and somebody was like great you said no they brought in some really good talent they did mm-hmm. they did like the drummers from nine inch nails mm-hmm. <sighs> okay 
Okay. Here's the deal, though. I keep saying that. I'm sorry. I was going to say, what is the deal, Tanner? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. I, I need these back on. Um, okay. Paramore. Okay, let me, let me do some teaching. Paramore is a love letter to the band Me Without You. Okay? They all love Me Without You. So much that she married. No. Oh, is that no. a different one? No, that's <laughs> yeah, That's Newfound Glory. Oh, yeah. All right, okay. all right sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, but there is a part in Future, mm-hmm. the song Future, where they fade out, and then they fade back in, mm-hmm. which Me Without You did on uh, We Know Who Our Enemies Are, and that's, like, one of their huge influences. And that actually, during this era, I watched, like, one of their live videos on YouTube. This is a long time ago. And they're playing this song, like, to, to talk about who the people are on stage that are playing, um, which is cool when bands do that. But I started to recognize the song that they were playing during that period, and it was um, it was one of the songs on, uh, I don't I think it was Paper Hanger that they were playing by Me Without You. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So, like, the more research I did, the more I, like, started to see their influence. Mm-hmm. So... I think that that is really cool. And they actually bring in um, Aaron Weiss from Me, Me Without You on After Laughter. On, on After Laughter. Uh, and no Me, friend, right? No friend. And Me Without You started as like... <laughs> I love sounding super pretentious. Um, <laughs> a genre that I would call like emo violence. Okay? So they started off kind of in that vein and then they went like mo- more post-hardcore into, like, experimental hardcore, and um, they're incredible, and that's why I feel like After Laughter is really underrated, because they bring in Aaron Weiss to, to do his thing, so he did um, a bunch of guest vocals on, like, Say Anything songs, uh, like, their album Hebrews, so, like, the lead singer of Say Anything is, is Jewish, so he wrote this huge, like, dissertation on, like, being a Jew in modern America, it's amazing, so... Aaron Weiss did a bunch of, like, background stuff on that. Uh, he did a bunch of background vocals on Norma Jean's Bless the Child, Kiss the Martyr. Or, Kiss the Child, Bless the Martyr. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what he does is he basically, like, writes a giant poem that goes on for, like, way too long. And he just, like, talks the whole thing. And it's the coolest thing. It, and since he started doing that... Tons of bands have ripped that off. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, so that's why I like that. Um, and... So, okay, I have a question, though. So you... it seemed, You seem kind of critical of this album. How did it beat out your number five, then? Oh, Because you know? it, it feels like, great you question. like this is kind of just a big mess. Right. So what makes it better than, than, Brand, than All We Know Is Falling? Two, two words. Tyler York. Okay. I think the York... The, there's two regimes in Paramore. There's the York regime, and then there is the um, Barrow regime. And I just... Pr- I prefer York. I go York. Okay? I think that they are more fun songwriters. I think that they're, they're like, more experimental. They, like, try more things. Um, like, hey, they try the ukulele. That's mm-hmm. way more cool than just making this the fourth album the exact same as the last three. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the first three albums, though, like, there's a consistent, like, it's better, it's growing, it's 
it's they really don't do anything different. Um, and also, I'm just biased because they were touring musicians for Reliant K. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're number four, Bailey. So I'm going to go to All We Know Is Falling. Um, Like you guys all have already said, I don't think it's their strongest album by any means, but I, when I first discovered them, like went back and listened to this album so many times, and I think that that nostalgia, like I even forgot that I knew almost all these songs. I went back and listened to it, and I could sing along with a lot of them, and I think I was the age that they were writing these, and so... You know, now I listen to it, it's, there's a lot of cheesiness. But at that time, I related to it. And I think that it's just kind of special in my heart because of that. Um, but, like you said, it's not their strongest album by by any means. But it's just, it's nostalgic. I just think it's, it's fun to listen to for me now. Because it just brings back so many memories. So, um, yeah, and I, you know, I can't really pick it apart song by song. So I don't think in this album... I don't know. Again, my I have kind of a layman's opinion compared to you guys. You all have very in-depth opinions about, like, musically, which I love hearing. It's super interesting to me. But for me, it's just totally, like, how I felt listening to it. And so, yeah, I would say All We Know Is Falling is one that I listened to it once, had a ton of fun remembering and reminiscing, and then but I didn't go back and listen to it again because it's still not their strongest. So, like, if you separate the nostalgia from the album, mm-hmm. what is kind of the feeling that it evokes then? Because you're saying, like, you kind of base it off the feeling it gives you. Uh, I mean, it's hard to separate, because yeah. the feeling is the nostalgia. But I would say just <laughs> kind of angsty, sure. like, I don't know. It, I feel, listening to it, what I felt at the time that I listened to it, which was, you know, junior high, when you have a lot of these intense emotions, and yet they're not about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think back, I was so... It's so much in junior high. I was so lucky. I had nothing to complain about. Yet you're just like you're mad at the world. You want to like right. rebel, and and so I think you listen. I, for me, Paramore was this very safe, like angsty, but not like too dark. <laughs> I could sure. kind of go into it and be like, yeah, I agree with everything they're saying because they were, you know, twelve, sixteen. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Cool. For me, my number four, and I also want to emphasize, I mean, we've all said it, but there's like, I don't think there's a bad Paramore album out there, but I guess what I tend to gravitate to is like more interesting stuff or like more unique stuff. Um, So Brand New Eyes fell to number four for me, which um, I think the part of the reason for that is that there's more songs that sound similar to each other on this album than any other album that they made. Like it's a little bit more homogenous. Not, I mean, obviously there's always exceptions, um, but including the song Deal May Exception, which is an amazing song. I really like it. I, it. There's just something about a Paramore love song that hits different, and I think maybe it's just because most of them aren't. They're like angry, aggressive type of stuff that when it when you're you're always used to this like setup where it's like some sappy lyric and then she comes in and crushes it with like this really venomous like follow-up line um where they like you said they love the juxtaposition type thing but when it's actually like a sweet song it kind of catches you off guard sometimes and so i i really like the only exception for that reason i really like especially when it actually starts really sad yeah no it's talking about her dad and it's like 
honestly, like it's it's very emotional to listen to. Yeah. Like, the Paramore has a lot of songs actually that are like, oh man, that kind of that Pretty hits. Um, Turn it off. I really can, like. Can you can you speak to the juxtaposition thing more? Because I don't want to glance over that. Because I feel like that's. In ju- how in what way? <laughs> like any any way you want. Like where they use it or what it is or what do you mean? Uh, no, like okay. wh- how they use it. Well, How I, I feel like it? I will, but I'll probably do it Oh, later, okay. I'm, I'm holding some things in the Okay, okay. Got some okay. aces cool. up the sleeve I here. I see it. Nice. Um, I, I like Brick by Boring Brick, and I wrote in all caps. It's the album image, because they take, there's a lyric about take the wings off the butterfly. Um, they actually bring up that in a couple of songs. Okay, I only caught it on the one. Yep, they so. bring it up in a couple of songs on this album, and then there's actually, I don't remember which album now, but there's another album where they use that image again interesting interesting i love it when they repeat lines in an album <laughs> like a motif yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. especially when it has to do the album art that's yeah. really neat yeah, yeah. Maybe, i mean mm-hmm isn't like doesn't deal with the art, album artwork but like it's so cool that they like use the like you touch my heavy heart and make it light like in almost every song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just connects all the songs yeah half alive does a good job of that too their their one album is like it just feels like a soundtrack almost even though it's not just because it's mm-hmm. interconnected but anyways Turn off, turn it off was I, I really liked it. I thought it was really gorgeous, and I uh, that again is another like contrast where it's like this energetic tone, but these really depressed lyrics. And like if you just turn your brain off, it's like oh this is a funny, fun, happy kind of a bop, you know. And you listen to it and you're like, ouch, this is feels, feels bad, man. Um, and then also all I wanted I thought was a really good example of like the range of Haley's voice. Like she was so low in that song and really high too, and I was like. I, I don't know. She's got a very unique voice, I think. Um, Literally in seconds. She's like, yeah. all I wanted was... Ah. Yeah, she's just like all over the place. And it's, crazy. it's really good. And it, But it still feels raw. It's not like, like oh, someone digitally shoved her voice up there or something. So, um, yeah. I uh, uh, Careful, I wrote, Haley, are you okay? Because um, that was some pretty brutal lyrics. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought this was a good album, but it felt kind of homogenous in a lot of ways. Looking Up had a really good, like, breakdown in it that I thought was awesome, but... Um, and then where the lines overlap is kind of funny in, like, a meta sense of, like, they're they're excited about where the band is, like, <laughs> how far they've made it and where they're planning to go, and I was like, that's kind of cool. You often don't hear songs that are about us as a band and our aspirations. I mean, sometimes you do, maybe more on, like, a solo act, but, like, as a band, it's like, we're here, and here's where we're going, so... Um, We've uh, seen and then, that in a couple of bands, I think, that we've covered. Yeah. Just like an anthemic it's thing I, about it. It's ironic band. with Paramore that it's on that album, though. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But then also the song Misguided Ghosts, it sounded like it could have been part of like the film Ghost Story. Even if it would have been a little bit on the nose, it kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of that film a little bit. So. Well, you uh, know that they like that tour, they covered Fleetwood Mac a ton, mm. and they would play like Landslide, yeah. and they would play that song went perfectly together yeah her voice does remind me of Stevie Nicks to an extent so I definitely had thoughts of that when I was listening to this so anyways but yeah I mean kind of honestly personally bummed that it fell to number four but it is I mean like I like the other albums better so that's where it ended up but I think it's a great album it's just pretty homogenous in in a sense but keep thinking of yogurt every time you say that okay anyways so you put that so well because that is pretty much exactly why it was five for me. Not that there weren't awesome songs on it, yeah. But it just felt like, like less experimentation, less. It just felt very like 
kind of monotone when yeah. I listened to all the way through. Although each song individually wasn't bad by any means. Right. I just got kind of bored listening to it by the end. There were, like I said, I didn't have the nostalgic connection either, but I think right. it that really well. There were like more songs that felt like a mid-album song mm-hmm. on that album than any other. The irony being... Like, the big single or the big popular song is, like, the one soft ballad from Paramore that's really popular, (laughs) which is very different from all their other big number ones, so... Mm -hmm. But, yeah, anyways, that's my thoughts on it, so... Alright. Um, man, I really like a lot of what you just said, and I really want to talk about it more, but I'm going to talk about it later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my number four Paramore album is All We Know Is Falling. Um, so I, my first note on this was to add Paramore to the list of killer debut albums, because, mm-hmm. I mean, mm. we've all said it, like, as a debut album, it could be so much worse. I mean, uh, Is it, okay, out of the bands we've covered, is it the best debut? No, Vampire Weekend. Um, <laughs> veggie rocks. <laughs> the veggie chills over. So Rebecca St. James! <laughs> the better Haley Williams. Come on! You know, I actually trashed Rebecca St. James about right up here again. And I was, yes! Oh my anyway, god. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's make her cry. <laughs> we, during the Veggie Tales episode, we, for some reason, every person just like. Hates Rebecca. Is it? I don't, why? <laughs> what? She never did anything. She never did. She's she was very nice to me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we. It's a thing. And then the next week we saw there was one Australian. Right, yeah, we're like, like oh, it's gonna be her. Yeah. I was gonna say I feel like we've had that exact conversation before. Where you've said, "Is this the best debut album?" And I've said, "No, Vampire Weekend." I didn't, I didn't say it like that though. It was something along those lines. I was, I was, it sounded cooler. I don't remember <laughs> what, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Right. Is this the best? Not, whatever, okay. Um, oh, no, it's Um, yeah, amazing debut album. They were super young, which is just crazy. Um, many of the songs on this album still make, like, my playlists today. Um... And even though their production quality and, you know, a lot of that kind of thing is not as good as their other stuff, um, specifically, especially after Laughter, it, it beats that album for me just because I personally like it better. Like I said, I'm being really subjective with this ranking, so um, I just, I go back and listen to this album quite a bit, actually, and After Laughter, I don't, I haven't listened to all of After Laughter from front to back, I think, since it came out until last week, so... I listened to songs from it though, uh, like "Fake Happy," which, by the way, I forgot to mention. We were arguing over text earlier this week or last week about Haley's vocals on the line "If I Smile with My Teeth," mm-hmm. and I I did some research. I listened to a pretty decent acapella-fied version of the song, and in a way, we were both right. I was gonna say the same thing when I got to that album. Yeah, because she we're goes both right. If I smile with my teeth, th- so she doesn't right. hold it out. No, well, but she, she does do the stuff. She, th- she says th, yeah, and then she. So like when I was when I was teaching kids how to learn to read, we learned about this thing called a diphthong. So like, don't be immature. It's called a diphthong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeing because I know what it right. is. <laughs> and like, when you when you're like telling a kid to sign out a word, you're not like, but. 
air, you're, you like, it's like you shorten it so that it, like, because in the English language, we don't say like, but air, like you don't add stuff. So like what she's doing is she's adding a diphthong to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, first of all, like singing E, like, like that makes a lot of the oxygen and, and like, um, right? Vocalist. Yeah. You like, you use a lot of your oxygen when you sing that sound. And so then for you to add another sound to it, like shows like your vocal depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really impressive. I like her, well, since we're talking about her vocals, uh, I am always impressed by her uh, control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because sure. there are, I've heard people cover, uh, um, what is that song? I don't Misery Business? Yeah, Misery Business. I've heard people cover that song and it's awful Mm -hmm. because they don't have the vocal control that she does because she is all over the place in a good way. Mm -hmm. And when people try to do it, they are all over the place in a bad way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, we were both right and we were both wrong. But the point is, the point is we're still friends. And we're still friends, and Haley Williams is a really good vocalist. Um, <laughs> and really creative. creative. I think that is a really right. creative use. I would say it's more creative than skillful, personally, just because it doesn't take that much to not hold out the E sound. But I mean, like if they're like, if you're like Tanner, go sing that song. I'd be like, okay, and then I would try to do it, and then it wouldn't be. I feel like you that good. I feel like you could do it. Um, and we'll leave it at that. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Interestingly, <laughs> a lot of this album is, uh, and the album cover actually, are all about Jeremy Davis, the bassist, leaving the band. Um, so they wrote about half of this album before going to uh, Nashville to record, which was not far from where they lived. But um, And then shortly after they got to Nashville, Jeremy left the band. And then they wrote the rest of the album without him. Um, and so it's like half of the album is this like weird, like high school angst, like conspiracy, you know, stuff like that. And then the other half is, as they put it, about the emptiness that they felt from Jeremy leaving the band and how it left this kind of hole in the band. And that's why the, the cover is like this couch in, like this empty couch, but there's a shadow of a person on it walking away is... It's supposed to represent Jeremy leaving the band. What album are you talking about? All We Know Is Falling. I have to look. The couch album. It's like a couch in the woods. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the album cover for All We Know Is Falling? It's Jeremy Davis was in the band for years, though. I know. I'm getting to that. He left before they actually recorded All We Know Is Falling in the studio. He was in the band, and then he left, and then he rejoined after All We Know Is Falling came out, is what ultimately happened. I know. I'm so confused. He's left the band twice. Um, And so the next note I have says, which is interesting given what happened after (laughs) self-titled, which is when Jeremy Davis left the band again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think this album is, has gone on to be an absolute classic in the pop punk scene. Um, And something that was interesting and what I thought you were going to talk about Josh, when you said, what if Paramore was a metalcore band? Um, so, 
after this album came out, very young teenage Haley Williams did an interview and talked about how this album and the band in general, she, she listed three bands as inspirations for Paramore. And the first on that list was Under Oath. The second was um, The Academy Is. And the third was Slipknot, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, when you, when you said, oh, what if Paramore was a metalcore band? I was like, oh, he's going to talk about Under Oath. But no, and I thought that was interesting, cool, because, or that, that, that was interesting, too, because, um, you know, years later, Aaron Gillespie was a touring drummer for them. Yeah. And so, I was like, oh, that kind of came full circle. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like All We Know Is Falling, um, and maybe it is nostalgia, but I don't care. <laughs> I think that this is neat how varied our rankings have been so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, I will say this one album has been bottom two for... All of us, right? Well, we haven't gotten to. Oh, that's true. Josh's number that's four. True, that's true. That's true. My number four is not all we know is fall. Whoa! <laughs> My number four actually surprised me a little bit, um, and I will say it swapped back and forth to number three for me. But number four is right. Whoa! And uh, really? I will say that I. Uh, I, we talked about doing an episode where we talk about the greatest sophomore albums of any band. I would like to nominate this album yes. for greatest mm. sophomore yeah, absolutely. album. Oh, yeah. yeah. They um, turned the snare. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> it was so much better. Seriously, you've got, you already, they already were really pretty good. And like you talked about it, we don't know how much influence, like, studio and all of that had. Um, but, this album, they they were even better, mm-hmm. um, and and they had songs that went gold and platinum, mm-hmm. um, and I I think that that was really cool. They also, um, they really kept to a very similar sound. Um, uh, the guitars I think were better. Uh, even I really like the guitars in this album. Um, I and then you've got. Misery Business and Crush, Crush, Crush in this album. Uh, and I like both of those songs. But uh, it ended up being number four for me. I, I flip-flopped quite a bit, but uh, I, I, this one is number four. Right. Right. It. <laughs> and this one, fun fact, debuted at 15 in the U.S. Billboard. Oh, yeah. So... As a sophomore album. As a sophomore album. I mean, I was going to talk about this later, but it has gone on to go triple platinum. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and the cover is amazing. I, I love it. Some of my favorite album covers. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to My Taste in Music is Terrible. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you listen on and share us with your friends. You can also check us out on Instagram with the username My Taste in Music is Terrible, where we will post updates and polls on what bands we should rank next. If you'd like to share your own ranking, first exposure to a band, request a band for an episode, or just have something you want to say to us, message us on Instagram or email us at mytasteinmusicisterrible at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope your taste in music just got a little more terrible.